0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, Physical Therapist and Founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you are meant to live. Betty, this is Kelly Dean. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I have a really fun interview for you today with an online client, Laura from Seattle. And Laura has worked with us with our online programs and she has a story to share with you. So hi, Laura, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm well, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited. I'm always excited to hear from clients. Um, and I would love to know a little like tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Tell us you know, your age, kind of a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. Um, I am 41 and, um, born and raised Seattleite. Um, I've lived a couple other places, but, um, and I have two sons, um, seven and four. Um, and, um, I, I've been just a very like, active sporty person my whole life and just sort of that was a big part of my identity um and what sports what sports did you do oh man um, I was a rower in high school um cool. road crew I was a big snowboarder for a long time um with the injuries to prove it from that um paddleboarder, <laughs> surfer um paddle boarder, loved stand-up paddling yeah um, all the great pacific,
0: all the great pacific Northwest sports, yeah
1: right? totally, yeah hiking all the stuff,
0: yeah yeah cool how did you um where in your story did you learn about the tummy team, what was going on?
1: so I learned about it from your interview on the intermittent fasting podcast yeah. cool, um and I had never heard of it before and never heard anything about it but I had been on a journey looking for something to solve some sort of mystery symptoms that I was having all throughout my body and listening to your story I just pretty much knew immediately that you could help me <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it's really interesting how what what can seem like a lot of random things can actually just be pieces of the same puzzle. Like it's one thing that's presenting in all of these random ways. So did, was was some of the stuff going on? Well, tell us about what was going on with you. Was it related to your, your pregnancies, your births? Was it since then? Tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah, definitely
1: related. Um, my first son, I had an emergency C-section with him. Um super scary. The the umbilical cord prolapsed tried to come out oh, before so. his head. And so it was
0: like a real emergency. Um so you were already yeah. in you already in like the pushing phase of your delivery yeah. when yeah. Yeah, that was a scary time. Fully yeah. dilated,
1: like ready to push and feeling good about that and like ready to go. And then all of a sudden, everybody just jumped out of the closets and were wheeling, wheeling me down the hall and
0: crazy um, how ready they are to do that right yeah, it's yeah um it, what's what's difficult about that kind of c section is you had all of the effects of labor you know and all of that and the side effects of the the c section and the scary situation yeah
1: totally and my doctor did an amazing job it was my ob that was there for it um but in well I don't know how often this happens, but um, in the rush to get my baby out, I got a really big hematoma under the tissue. So my, my healing time for a C-section, which is already, you know, longer than a vaginal birth was especially long and sort of disconnected me from my core. Yeah. You kind of have to protect that area.
0: It's really
1: vulnerable for a long time. So I had a big yeah. old bruise under under my scar that took mm-hmm. months. To yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, then did you um did you start having some issues with your core if you look back after that first pregnancy? Yeah, first and early? they were
1: they were sort of mysterious. I felt really bloated mm-hmm. all the like regularly. I thought something was wrong i didn't know if it was like my diet some new allergy like i went through all the gamut of um i got ultrasounds i was like something is happening in here i don't know what is going on i'm i'm really bloated and uncomfortable and distended um this doesn't
0: feel right but were you also having gi tract like constipation or difficulty having bowel movements or or painful oh. gas any of that Probably off
1: and on, I, um, it was, you know, this was seven years ago. So I remember it more after my second kid that right. this, it all these problems sort of kept mounting. So okay. yes, I'm sure that I did. And I just didn't know what to attribute it to. Um, all those tests showed nothing though. All no, those tests. No. Came back. no, you're fine. You're fine. Everything you're looked fine. good. Yeah. Yeah. and Nobody, crazy. nobody mentioned any sort of diastasis or anything yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. So, and I, I, and I, um, I did not have a diastasis this whole time. I did, um, a lot of prenatal yoga when I was Mm -hmm. pregnant and I was, I did a lot of yoga my whole life. Um, and so I actually was, um, feeling really strong, really healthy, really ready to go you know, before the, the C-section, um, happened, but I, I Never had a diastasis, as far as I know, right? Um, but but you're that wasn't that wasn't the issue. It was just a, a
0: like a disconnect,
1: a, a disconnect, and and like dysfunction in the under the scar tissue, and mm-hmm. um, I just was not able to engage my core. I could not use my muscles, but I didn't understand that that's what was happening, right? Um, yeah.
0: And this is the thing about our core is that even when we can't engage them and can't we we feel very disconnected and it feels like this foreign thing. Our body cannot function without some kind of core like stability, and in the absence of the muscles doing what they should do effectively, they do some kind of dysfunctional bracing or guarding or the muscles nearby, like around your pelvis or up around your back or in your rib cage, those start to just over zealously help because out of desperation, your body, we are not jellyfish. We need stability. So we, we grasp for stability in places that are survival stability, you know, pathways, but not ideals, you know, stability. So I, and that's when people start having all these random symptoms because things that seem unrelated, very far away from the core issue, no pun intended, um, is they start having all these other symptoms. So, so tell, tell us more, tell us what was the next step. Of yeah. journey. So,
1: um, yeah. And that whole, that whole time I had learned the, the Mula banda in yoga, mm-hmm. where you up, you know, engage up and in sort yes. of have everything lifted and tight but I I overdid it trying to hold myself up and right. was having a bunch of dysfunction in my upper body I was tilting my pelvis forward I now realize just like tipping my whole bowl super forward um trying to like I don't know in find the muscle to engage I was just right absolutely grasping so i had my second son I had, I had a scheduled c-section with him um and that was great just like show up at the hospital at my assigned totally different
0: experience yeah totally different experience when it's planned, yeah. and that's what i tell people like i when that that have had one c-section they're like i never want to have that experience again and i understand them wanting to have a vaginal birth and and looking at that but i also tell them It will not be that experience. If it is a scheduled C-section, it will not be that experience. Right. Um, You are not going to be in an emergency situation, and there are a lot of things you can do to plan to make a C-section a beautiful experience. Um, You know, but sometimes people really want that vaginal birth experience and are scared of down that road. So I'm glad you had a.
1: Yes, I I I did not need a vaginal birth. In fact, my sister is a urogynecologist and mm-hmm. sees a lot of how vaginal bursts can be really uh consequential. And so yes. she she had already been sort of whispering in my ear that a C section is okay. It's okay to just do not, a not do scenario. scenario. Yeah. yeah. Not the yeah. worst scenario. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, that one went great and um, you know, but I still was having all of this dysfunction in my core and um, you know, I guess fast forward I was I got more ultrasounds. I was like, is there a tumor? Is there like what is this bloat? What is this distension? Why am I so uncomfortable? Um I tried visceral massage. I tried uh I did a bunch of elimination diets thinking I had suddenly developed a food allergy. I did a low FODMAP diet. I met with a GI specialist. Oh, I gosh. was I was just like, what
0: is what is you were this? Doing all stuff. You were doing yeah. all this.
1: Yeah. And I I guess it's worth mentioning I um just I sort of pandemic comes in and I sort of self diagnosed myself with anxiety. Um mm-hmm. so I also had something called aerophasia that I figured out I was swallowing air, Mm -hmm. which was making the problem. Like when I when I got nervous, I would swallow air, and I was eating sort of weird, where I would swallow at the top of a bite and swallow all that, or like breathe in at the top of a bite and swallow all of the air down. So, anyways, I was. There were multiple factors going into this, and so I figured that out. I got into therapy or somatic therapy for just working through anxiety and
0: working through some long-term injuries that I have. Well, you know, Uh, what's interesting about that component of it. And we actually have done some, we've shared some stories with people that are very mental health related with their core. Um, And, and there is a correlation when, for lots of different reasons, chronic pain or chronic illness can make us feel very out of control and very detached from our body. Like we can't trust what we have always trusted in our body. And that disconnect makes us feel very unstable. We are really, you know, like I said, we're not meant to be jellyfish. I really think we're meant to be like grounded oaks where we really feel our roots through the ground, solid tree trunks, and then our branches that can flourish up and out. And When that trunk is a weeble wobble and we don't feel like our roots are stable, then there's a sense of anxiety. There's a sense of doom almost like you're in your body, physically in your body. Your body is constantly grasping. You use that word for stability, for, for a grounded place. And I see it in um, sometimes postpartum anxiety more than postpartum depression, also postpartum depression, but postpartum anxiety when people are very disconnected from their core or their core was a a sense of pain or loss, if they had fertility stuff or or miscarriages or or a really traumatic birth experience where they feel a sense of loss in their body, there's this anxiety that comes with i i look at it when like when a baby a newborn baby a preemie newborn baby doesn't have kind of all of their muscle control yet and they're very and even newborns without pre, being a preemie and then we swaddle them and they like just calm down they can suck they can breathe that that pulling everything together and making them feel um connected to their body with that pressure We're missing that when we have this distended, weak core and the core muscles wrap around your spine, which is your nervous system, wrap around all your organs, all your visceral areas, which our body has a lot of built-in protective mechanisms to protect our vital organs. When something is unprotected, there is a sense of anxiety in our body trying to protect that part of our body. So... I, the pandemic brought on a whole nother level of stuff, right? But I think there was already an underlying physical disconnect, a physical, emotional component that you may not have even, maybe you've seen now, but you didn't see at the time. I have seen, I mean, even to the extent where I've seen splinting somebody visually change their anxiety level in front of my face. like. Immediately, because the splint is almost like a weighted blanket, you know, around your gut. Yeah. So, anyway, I absolutely I,
1: agree. Yeah, I think this was going to come to a head at some point, pandemic or no. I think it came faster because sure. I was suddenly so much more anxious. There was so much more to fret about, and yeah, um, I'm I, yeah. I am, you know, in that way, I guess I'm kind of grateful that I suddenly could not ignore these. I mean I was I was doing my part to try to figure it out but I couldn't go any further without getting to a yeah. solution and I I should also mention I have a, a neck sprain a really chronic neck mm-hmm. sprain from a snowboarding injury 10 years ago that was sort of the start of disconnect I think in my body um and I've done a lot of PT for it um but that's been a lot of what I've worked through in therapy is my neck and, and, having my neck trust me and me trust my neck to sort of carry me around. But without a strong core, I'm like a bobblehead. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was, and I wasn't able to strengthen those muscles very well because you can't strengthen other muscles without your core. I've learned through the tummy team program. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so, um,
0: yeah, I um so so after yeah. you went through all these testing after baby number 2 and um and got into counseling and started to see like some connections with your body and then were, are you an intermittent faster? Is that how you were yeah. you're an intermittent faster as well? Yeah. 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 And then you just happened to hear my, my, um, intermittent fasting journey podcast with, um, Jen Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was, you know, I, it felt very kismet. It felt very sort of destined of the like 200 podcasts. I just like randomly clicked on your name of, you know, I wasn't listening to them in order. I was like, yeah, on, that's a cool name. I'm going to listen to her story. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no information, and yeah. um, as soon as I listened to you, it just was so the like mindset, the methodology that super resonated with me, um, learning not that, that crunches and all these things that have never been comfortable for my body and especially for my neck,
0: have yeah. been
1: miserable. so learning, yeah. hearing that there's an option where I get to be upright and, and learn to make my, my life work. Right. I, it was so exciting to me. And I, it was, I was not, you know, one of the questions that you, that you gave me uh, just to prepare for this was like, were you hesitant? Were you any of these things? And I I was like, this is it. I've found the thing.
0: Like, I'm fine doing it online. Yeah. I always ask people if they were skeptical about doing something online because I am a physical therapist and a lot of people have seen a lot of physical therapists in their yeah. attempt to fix this maybe with good experiences, maybe with not so good experiences. And maybe the times that they saw them, they only got better because the therapist had their hands on them we were telling them what to do. So there's a lot of like how, I I would say the number one question I get from people that call me or do a consult with me is, how is this going to work online? How do you do this online? Um, But um, that wasn't a concern for you because you were able to hear that hear enough of my story to understand. I, I try to explain to people when you have the knowledge, my goal is to give you the knowledge and give you the tools and show you how to do things. And then you're going to implement this. I am, I am kind of the coach, but you are the athlete, right? I can't, I right. can't do the laps for you, right? right? I can do the reps for you, but I can tell you why you're doing it. I can help you problem solve why. And I am really creative about building it into your real life because, I am a terrible PT patient, and and I start with the best intentions, and I feel a little bit better, and I'm like, oh, that's good enough, and I don't do all this stuff, and yeah. no, I want to. So I really, I really built the program for for people like me that um, have a busy life and need to build this into life, which in the end has been revolutionary to how I think about rehab in general. That it it should be real life. Everybody needs to know how to treat themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, what was I going to say about, um, oh, I've, I've seen a million PTs and I've had great experiences with them in person. I see one right now from my neck who, and mm-hmm. it's very helpful. Um, I have seen one for my, back and my hip and my all the different things. I just I think I had gotten to the point I had sort of self diagnosed enough things at this point with just like, finally listening to my body. And finally, like, I had been pushing through a lot of things. And I finally was like, whatever I'm doing is not working. And I hear this person. Like, Make a very compelling argument about (laughs) about the way that that you can heal your core, and um, it just felt I I I don't need more appointments. I don't need to make more with my kids appointments. I have a bunch of doctors' appointments. It was actually like a relief to get to just do it in my own time, when my kids weren't home, when they were at school, after bedtime, whatever it was. Like that actually was a selling point for me. Was
0: I, I see that more and more after pandemic. I see that yeah. more and more of people going, oh, well, there actually is a lot we can do. And the convenience of, especially for moms and, and working people to not have to take time off work to go to an appointment um, and stuff like that. And I, I basically just come to you. I come to your, yeah. your screen here and I just, I, I talk to you through stuff. So you did, I'm assuming you did core foundations. Is that yes. correct? Okay. Yeah. Um, is that the next step of the story? I'm not jumping ahead.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and pretty much instantly
1: from like the first video of the anatomy lesson, it was just like, (laughs) aha, I (laughs) do it now. And, and I did all the things you, it was really good of you to be like, take the pictures now, make like document all the, the pre now before you start the first video, because it's so it was so instantaneous for me once I sat in my chair correctly and was able to quiet everything else down and feel my transverse abdominis for the first time in I don't know how long.
0: Forever. Yeah. Too long. Yep. Yeah. That that feeling when you do reconnect to that muscle, was it emotional for you? Very yeah, I can see that. And you know, when I did see people in the clinic, um almost everybody cried. Almost everybody they there's there's an awe moment and then there's there's a a breakdown moment and the awe is like oh my goodness, there I am. That's the me that I have been missing. It's more than a muscle. That feeling is the oh, that's the me that has has been this right outside of touch. And and sometimes it's been so long that you forgot who you were because you couldn't feel yourself. And so when I get them connected to that, whether it's with the belly breath, with the transverse hold, with putting the splint on, with me wrapping my hands around and holding their core together for a moment, there's this moment of like, ah, like that aha moment. And then there's a breakdown, a crying, a, a relief, and a grief, and a thank the Lord, hallelujah, yes. a like yes. I, I'm i going to go and I'm, I'm going to be moving forward. And a lot of people will say, how long is it going to take till I'm feeling better? And I usually tell people that if this is the issue, you will know in the first week or two, you will know, you might, it's not going to be fixed in the first week or two, but you will know you're moving in the right direction in the first week or two. And that will give you the motivation and momentum to continue on.
1: Yes. 100%. I, um, I, it was like, I was a student that wanted to get an A from you know, I was like taking meticulous (laughs) notes through the videos, pausing, rewinding. I was just like, Oh, this is what I've needed. This is like, the information that every every person needs every new mom needs like
0: every, everybody man and woman yes. i mean we know this information yes. uh, and why aren't we implementing it and i mean we're doing our part to get that out there for sure yeah,
1: it was so empowering and i was really meticulous with my exercises and like I still remember the first couple weeks of you know when I would sneak in my my exercises while I was, you know, parenting. Um, and how much I was like over-engaging a bunch of muscles at first as you like try to figure out just the spot. But without
0: uh you had been compensating with other muscles oh, for so long. Oh, I tell oh, people kind of like there's been construction on the main road to your house for seven years and you have You've taken uh, this detour to get around, this detour to get around, this detour to get around. And now the road is open, but you have muscle memory to just go on the detour every time. (laughs) And then you have to go, oh, no, I can turn here and go this way. (laughs) This is a better, faster, more effective way. But I have muscle memory to drive the detour every time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And just to just talk a little bit more about the symptoms that I finally had relief from, I wasn't able to stand comfortably. I couldn't just stand there. And, the you know, at pickup for my kids, I was just exhausted and, like, distended from trying to engage for the two minutes of standing there. I couldn't sit comfortably. My tailbone was flaring because I was just, like, trying to hold myself. I would wake up in the morning, and I wasn't engaging at all, you know, all night, obviously, I wasn't engaging it ever. So I would wake up, like, burping. And mm-hmm. like, I had just, there was nothing squeezing my intestine, nothing squeezing my, my, my digestive tract, my diaphragm, nothing was being There was helped. no
0: support for those organs. And those no support. So when and they're and not so good, they don't function optimally.
1: Yeah. And so it was, Pretty immediate that I was suddenly able to wear clothes that I haven't felt comfortable wearing in a long time because I felt like I looked seven months pregnant mm-hmm. um i and and it like if my pants were too tight or too loose, it was uncomfortable it had I had like two pairs of pants that like held me in for me like i mm-hmm. you know it right. was just it had gotten really extreme to the point of I was like I guess this is life now. Yeah, I guess all that, I just you
0: know, all these like minutia yeah. was all consuming. Yeah. For sure.
1: So it was a very exciting first couple of weeks, and then I wanted to try to tell everybody, and they didn't get where I had been because I, you know, put on yes. a good face. Yeah, you looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. What are you
0: talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So to try <laughs> to get people to appreciate like what a profound change this was, they just couldn't get it. My therapist got it. She yeah. she was one of the few people that I could. Really like spill my guts to and
0: just tell her how pumped I was, but so yeah, yeah, that was the start of it. That's so awesome. So for people that don't know, the first part of all of our courses, it's almost an hour of education, and we're actually playing around with the idea of making that hour of education free, like a free course. That then to go into week one, they have to purchase the course. Um, and, um, the reason I hadn't in the past was because I, um, I didn't want people just to get the education and think, oh yeah, I got this and I can wing it from here. But I have learned that sometimes all that education in the beginning and the first week is a lot of content to start with in that first week. And people feel overwhelmed. And sometimes people just sabotage themselves and don't keep moving forward because they're like, oh, this is too much because it's a lot in that first week. Um the education, I, I've had consult, cons, you know, business consults and different people tell me consultants say, do you need to have all those videos? And I'm like, yes, I have to have all the education videos. Yeah. Why do we tell people to do stuff without telling them why they're doing it? Yeah. And so that education um I feel like is incredibly empowering um Absolutely. and eye-opening. Um and and Um, somewhat um, intuitive. Do you feel like once you heard it, even though it might be contrary to what we've done or learned or believed in the past, it felt like, oh, this actually makes sense. Like it, it didn't feel like some like weird, obscure, new agey thing. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you anatomy and physiology. (laughs)
1: Yeah, It felt like such a basic anatomy lesson that I couldn't believe I didn't already no. And I took anatomy in college. Like I'm sure that I learned the layers of the ab muscles, but it wasn't as relevant to me when my
0: when I was learning in PT school. I have a master's yeah. degree. I, <laughs> I, I we spent a a blink of time on the abdominal wall. We spent wow. a lot of time on the back and on wow. the hip, and on the leg and on the knee, and then the ankle and the hand and the shoulder. But nothing. And I think about all the people that do have abdominal surgeries for like random oh. things. You know, gallbladder, you know, C-section, but also like, you know, just random random surgeries that people have, right? Appendix. And never do we prescribe physical therapy for for people that have an abdominal surgery. Right. The core is essential to every single thing we do. Yet we don't treat it as a group of muscles and those muscles protect our organs and our spine. And we don't treat those muscles like they're important, you that know. So unless, right, unless we're in like, you know, a, a crunch class, you know. But that's all for aesthetics. That's all for right. getting look a certain way. Um, even though people will say, "Oh, I'm getting a strong core for this other stuff." They're they're in that class to get a flat stomach and to make right. their stomach a certain way. I know because right. that's what I do. Too. I want a flat right. tummy and I want to look a certain way. Um, but Once you've lived for a while without it working the way it's supposed to, you start to shift your perspective on what's important. I really care about how this works first. And then it starts looking better. That will be a plus. But I can't live with the way that this is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for me, I, you know, I certainly missed a, a session with my, my transverse abdominus holds here and there but I was highly motivated to yeah. to you watch could. the videos to do the work like it was it was it was a lot but it, I was just eating it up like I was just so hungry for this information that um I you and you prepared me very well you're like it's a lot the first couple of weeks is a lot just like stick with me and you were so encouraging and I I felt um, very held. I felt very like, like, it was a great pace for me. I, I do not have the diastasis mm-hmm. separation. So I think it was just really fast progress for me once I just really needed to engage that muscle. So I can see how it could be very, it could be more frustrating with the slower progress mm-hmm. for some people that,
0: that are coming with a, a separation. <laughs> This is the thing: is sometimes everybody progresses at a different stage, for sure. But I think that for some people, some things are like even if their diastasis doesn't close as quickly, you know, like they're still working on that through the course. Their back pain is usually better in that first two right. weeks. Yeah, right. Um, their intestinal tract functions better in those first couple of weeks. Yeah, they have more energy. They have more mental clarity. Um, because they're more connected to their body and their body isn't diverting so much extra energy just to hold you up and hold you together that now you can actually hear what your kids said when they said it the first time, not yeah. the yeah. um, you know, you can be a little bit more grounded, a little bit more emotionally present. Um, as you kind of got through into like the, the weeks that we start releasing compensation patterns, we start, um, releasing all the. Tight muscles around your pelvis, all the tight muscles around your upper back, and even a little bit of neck releases. How did your body respond to that stage of the the course?
1: I would say very well. I definitely needed a pelvic bowl shift. I had been spilling anterior, forward.
0: Anterior pelvic tilting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that was very helpful. I loved the the bowls meeting each other. Like I picture that all day long still just yeah. that was a very helpful imagery of, of your pelvic bowl and your ribs meeting mm-hmm. as, as two bowls meeting as, um, so I definitely still had a, I had some compensation in my mid back, like you described. Um, so I. Needed all the rest of the weeks also to, to right. work through all the other, the other parts of it.
0: Like. Right. Yeah. Probably some, to some extent, some of the pelvic floor stuff because your tailbone, all your pelvic floor muscles, I imagine, were really kind of clenching and gripping. Um, And learning how to disassociate that and to relax what needs to be relaxed and engage what needs to be engaged at the right level, not at a grasping, gripping level, but as a steady, constant, supportive postural level.
1: Yeah. So I've very much improved a lot of my posture and. My neck is its own sort of animal but it I I know now that I've done all these retraining of just carrying myself so differently um that my neck is responding it's just it's a really chronic injury that is just very I'm so protective of it and yeah. um it's really hard to release so I'm I'm working on strengthening that um but I feel like now that I'm holding myself up, my my whole um, posture, way, the, the yeah. long lean and lifted, like
0: yeah, it's, that it's cable. all working itself out. In the crown of the head. Once you get your pelvis and your rib cage lined up, your head stacks on top of your body so much better. Yeah, that there's the muscle imbalance of like kind of tug of war that's going on in those instability around your neck can start to calm down some. Yeah. Um, Yeah. have you in the, in the last couple of weeks of the course, we start transitioning you into, well, we do functional integration the whole time, but we start transitioning you into like fitness minutes and some exercise and kind of an ongoing kind of functional integration how, how, what are you doing now? Are you, are you doing some fitness? Are you doing some exercise? Are you still kind of um, balancing that with your neck stuff? What's, what's that look like?
1: Yeah. there. I, one of the main um, takeaways with the, the fitness weeks, um, I love the fitness minutes and I do a lot of the balancing things with that. I was already a big stretcher because of my neck and like, I sort of have this routine of, of, postures that I do in order to release my neck and like get through my day. Um, but I love the taking the moment to, uh, engage before lifting anything. I'm able to paddleboard. I'm way more engaged paddling. I'm way more, I'm, I'm engaging before I do my, my PT for my neck, all the exercises that I do for that. Um, climbing, like walking up the stairs, I had sort of an internal rotation that I was doing with my legs. And I love stair climbing. And so I can I'm climbing stairs engaged now and feel so much stronger. Um, yeah. I'm totally getting back to fitness and just realizing that I, I can engage like at the right note of like, relaxing the right things and, and engaging the right things. It's I'm still learning. But um I feel just very, you know, hopeful.
0: It's a journey for sure. And some activities are more complicated than others. Um, some things we have a muscle memory built in, like paddleboarding, for instance, that might help us. And sometimes we have a muscle memory built in that we might have to kind of break down the a sport we've done forever and then build the pieces back together again to do it with this new connection. Yeah. Um, but you know, at this stage of your journey, and you know, kind of my journey, I'm obviously further ahead than you. What I love is that um, I I still have components of rehab, right? There's still I still have like a ten percent rehab mindset, maybe twenty percent at times in my in my body of thinking of okay, what what's my body imbalances? What little things do I need to adjust and treat and take care of? But most of it is. My lifestyle, like how I live my lifestyle, how I fold the laundry, how I make the bed, how I walk my dog, how I stand in the grocery line, you know, all of those things, how I stand at the airport, you know, looking at all these opportunities, things that used to just exhaust me are now part of my workout, so to speak, but part of my lifestyle that reinforces this connected core. And then I have on the other side of maybe 20% where it's like, uh, you know, my fitness where I challenge myself and I do stuff and I, and I see if I can, you know, fill in some missing pieces by doing some different things. But I would say like, that is like 60% is my lifestyle. I got this like 20% over here of rehab stuff and 20% over here of fitness stuff. But it, you know, that's a hundred percent of my life right there. And I'm, I'm balanced and I've got a good balance of all the things and I'm still living my life. And I, yeah. I love that. I love that outcome at the end of this.
1: Yeah, you know? that's absolutely true for me, too. I now I was, you know, sitting on one hip, standing on one hip. I was, you know, not standing well. So I yeah. now I catch myself very quickly now or I just put myself in that position and it feels so strong and grounded. And it just feels like I'm having better conversations with people. I'm more yeah. engaged when I'm talking to them. Driving a car is huge we drive, we do a trip to Oregon regularly. And I used to just be in agony by the end of the drive. I'm the driver. Um, and now I have my whole seat adjusted just right. I'm so like, I'm, I feel very poised. <laughs> yeah. I just feel so, so and strong. Contextual.
0: I mean, you're not doing this stuff by accident. And no, that's what no. You're going to have to intentionally make some of these adjustments. But once you've made the adjustment, the payoff is so, so huge compared to the investment. I mean, it's, it's so worth it. And that's what I tell people. It it seems like, yes, I'm going to, I'm, I, you know, we have some clients like you that are at a state of desperation, um, where they are just like, yes, I will do whatever you tell me to do. Um, I need something different. And then I have some clients that are like, you know, I have these things and I'm just gonna, I just, I'm just waiting for them to get better. I, I just, or I I can sense in them that they're, they're resigning to like, I've tried some things that haven't worked. It's not that bad. I guess I can just live with it. And I'm just like, no, because let's change it now. Let's not get to the point of desperation and brokenness where there is no way I can continue on. And I, what I don't think people recognize is when you start losing that connection and losing that groundedness over time, how it it happens sometimes somewhat suddenly after a birth. But I think that disconnect is a slow realization of like, of just losing yourself and losing your capacity. I think that's what I, I noticed is, you know, I've got my kids are older than yours. I, I have some young adults and teenagers, and the emotional capacity that is required of me is next level, man. Yeah. It is next level. And I, if I am not physically in a good place, I am not emotionally present. Yeah. I just check out, I just blow it off. I just, avoid having the hard conversations or having the difficult interactions. And I just kind of like go to la la land. But when I feel grounded and connected in my body and strong here, then I'm, I feel grounded enough that I can make eye contact. I can, I have the capacity for those hard conversations for those emotional moments. And I feel, you know, invested in it. And, and I, that's something that it's hard to explain to people when you're talking about physical therapy for your core and pelvic floor <laughs> you know yeah, for sure and that made me
1: think of um one of the things in the week about your um the upper bell the diaphragm mm-hmm. that your this is this is your voice you don't have a strong voice if you don't have a strong core right. and I definitely sometimes feel like I have to really make effort to like make my voice strong and assertive and the You know, because I I did not have the muscles down below Mm -hmm. using my diaphragm. I didn't have the power behind my voice. And I now feel like I have a way more powerful voice for for all the ways that I needed. And and it's a lot being a parent, being, you know, having to be more assertive in life um, has been.
0: Well, and also confidence, you know, like I think posture has a lot to do with our confidence and confidence has a lot to do with our posture. And um I would say a lot of people didn't notice I feel like my my posture has transformed over the years. I was really slumpy frumpy for years. Um and my what people don't see it as posture right away sometimes some people do, but most people are like they notice my confidence. Yeah. Um that really that really comes from my posture, you know, yeah. how I'm you know, how I'm holding myself, how I'm grounded and feel like present in my, you know, confidence comes from you knowing yourself and trusting yourself and trusting who you are. And it's hard when you have this kind of, you know, water balloon in the middle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely got a lot of comments very early when I first started standing up straight. People are like, You're looking really tall. <laughs> I think i had I think I had lost an inch or two in my like yeah. slump, and yeah. now I just feel I'm five nine, so I am a tall, tall woman mm-hmm. You're um, that height though yeah. yeah, I'm owning it and I'm not slumping anymore and and um I just I, I people were definitely like there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, yeah, and depending on who it was, I would be like, oh my God, it's the tummy team always it's amazing <laughs> <You> have- <laughs> or I would just be like thanks. It's, you know, depending on the audience.
0: Yeah. It's depending on how much they need to know about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, that is awesome. Well, is there anything, I mean, you've probably, you've shared a lot of this already, but if you were talking to somebody, maybe a new mom, maybe somebody that has just, you know, just doesn't feel like themselves, like what is the thing that you wish Like, obviously you were looking for answers. You would have taken anybody telling you anything, but what do you wish you had known earlier? What do you wish that, what do you want to tell somebody that like was, you know, the old version of you? Um, I,
1: I would want to tell someone, tell me, Mm -hmm. that the way that I'm feeling is not the way that I'm supposed to feel the way, the way that you are, you know, the dysfunction, it's not normal. It's not necessary. It's not just a a consequence of becoming a mom that you suddenly like lose your connection to your body and your core. Um, That it's, it's, should be requisite that new moms get this education, get this information, get more support, um, you know, in all the ways, psychologically, mentally, and physically. We've been through a major transition, and it's not really honored the way that it should be. Um. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. And I think that what I would tell that younger is that there's hope, you know? It, yeah. There's definitely hope. It don't give up hope. It, it can get better and it will be better. And, um, and that your body has been through a lot. I think a lot of what we do is try to validate people and then educate them, validate, like dot. Uh, we try to never d- dismiss any symptom, even if I don't know how that symptom is connected. Yeah. I'm not going to just cause I don't know how it's connected. Doesn't mean it's not connected right. just because I don't know how to fix it. Doesn't mean it can't be fixed. That's one of the things when I'm training professionals is being very careful that we, as a professional, we come with a level of authority um, based on our background. So our words carry a lot of weight. So when we tell somebody, oh, that's normal, when it's not normal, um or don't worry about that or it's this is just how it's going to be live with it or there's nothing wrong you know um you know that that we have to be very careful um understanding the limitations of our own knowledge and expertise yeah and and recognizing that this is this person's experience yeah and, we need to um, do the best we can to honor their experience, and um, even we we can't. No, no one professional has all the answers. There's, I refer to other people all the time, and um, because I know what I know, and I I know what I don't know, <laughs> you know, and and then I don't know what I don't know. But there's there are answers out there for people. Our body is is has a miraculous um capacity for healing we have so many built-in survival structures and survival systems um and a lot of times what we see as brokenness is our body desperately trying to hold us together with a bunch of missing pieces um Absolutely. so it's not actually brokenness it's survival but we yeah. want to do more and survive right yeah and yeah. and
1: the, the my former self and and the people that um are in the same situation that i've found myself in um trust your gut like you just have to know if if something doesn't feel right you are correct that it doesn't (laughs) feel right it's not right like don't let yeah it's the same thing that you're saying like it's such a disservice for somebody to tell me sorry it's this is how it is this is just how your body is after a baby it's like i'm just so glad that i didn't except that, I mean, I had no choice, honestly, like I had, something had to, had to change, but I just, um, I remember having a conversation with a friend in the car, like, I know this is not how I'm supposed to be. I know that, that I don't know when I'm going to figure it out, but I hope in a couple of years, I'm able to look back and be like, that's that time that I was so, you know, lost. And I mm-hmm. hope that I'm found in a couple of years. And I now like, yeah. You say that I am.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, um I I know that so many um people are going to resonate with this story. Um and I actually love that you didn't have a diastasis that it wasn't even about that. You know, that it was about this kind of obscure sense that something was not right. Yeah. You know? And um I actually am I I just became an associate uh, faculty. I took an associate faculty position for an online midwifery school where I'm teaching this information to midwifery students. Um, And I've done a lot of continuing ed stuff over the years. I do lots of professional training, but this is um, I'm super excited to work with the professionals as students and really help them, to um, see this information early on from the beginning of their career. So that just gave me
1: goosebumps. That is so exciting. The groundswell is just spreading yes. out and yes. I love, I love, of course, a midwife should have this
0: information. Of course yes. they, and they want to, they yeah, want to. And, um, and, and, and have the information not in a way that they have to take them through a whole rehab process, but know what's, what's available, what's possible, what people are, women could be feeling, knowing to look for things, to ask the questions that we don't ask because we don't know the answer to. Yeah. If you have the answer to a really important question, you have no problem asking that question. So encouraging them to ask the right questions so that women aren't dismissed. They don't just blow it off. They don't just power through. Um, and they don't, they don't just believe that all this is just normal. I had a baby, like ask the questions because they are going to have the answers. And that's a really empowering place to be as a professional. And that's just a really great place to be, you know, to be the, in the hands of as a client, you know? So
1: I feel like this might exist, but I feel like there should be a whole nother postpartum midwifery <laughs> right because they only see you for six weeks right yeah 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 like, this should continue as long as you were
0: pregnant at least
1: right and, and help you rehab. And, you know, other
0: countries other countries do that they they have a, a year uh denmark they have a two-year maternity leave two-year oh maternity my leave. god can you imagine <laughs> in, in in um france everybody gets um, six postpartum PT, uh, pelvic floor PT visits. No kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Think about America having this amazing medical system and we really do. I don't want to downplay it because I grew up in Canada and it's very different. Um, everybody wants to praise Canada and the socialist system. It's not what you think it is. Yeah. Um, we do actually have a really great medical care system, but we are missing the mark in this area and yeah. it's the service. And I don't know if it's the mentality that, you know, we just are such a feministic society that women can do everything that men can do. Sure. But also men don't have a transformation of their body and push, you know, a baby out of their vagina. You know, right. like, right alive by the juice of their boobs, you know, every two hours for the next six months, you know, like this is a big deal. Yeah. Yes, we were designed to do it, but our, our lifestyle does not accommodate um, what we really need to do. And it really encourages us to power through pain and to miss systems and to live less than. And and there's a certain amount of American culture in that of keeping busy and going doing more and putting more on the plate that I think the pandemic one of the things that helped was it really simplified people's lives and people are like, "Oh, I kind of like this. This better. I don't yeah. like being stuck at home and isolated from people, but it actually is good for me not to have so many things on my plate."
1: Yes. Um, yes. Trying not
0: to refill the plate has been a trick, but. (laughs) It is, because we're desperate for community. Yeah. We're desperate for activity that we missed, but we have to find the balance point, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Laura, we could talk forever, but Uh I think. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I can tell that it's been very impactful for you and um and I know it's not over. Hopefully you feel really empowered with your next steps on what you're going to be doing to kind of continue. Um do you have plans for your next step? Um
1: I nothing is nothing is I'm I'm just trying to get more active. I'm trying to get back to my
0: my activities,
1: yeah. my fitness. Um, so I,
0: I, want you to think about the Core Smart Fitness course. I think that um, that that transitional piece might be really fun for you. Um, okay. But yeah, think about that. I know yeah, you. next. I
1: really enjoyed the the class that you led at the very end of the program. Of yeah, the total body. That that felt
0: great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I just to need to little more yeah 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 all right sweetie thank you so much Um, thank you
1: so much I'm so grateful for your work and all you guys are doing
0: oh I appreciate that all right everybody well you heard Laura's story and I expect that many of you resonated with at least something that she shared and that's why we do this. That's why I do this work. I am all about not just healing cores, but changing people's lives because it has changed my life. And it's hard when you've had a life changing experience to not want to share that and yell it from the mountaintops. So if you want to learn more about what we do at the tummy team, check out the We have lots of free resources, lots of free education, but we also have really comprehensive online programs and you can do a free consult with me as well. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.